0: welcome back into the motivated mompreneur podcast today i am chatting with lindsay bowden and we are talking all about working from home motherhood and using the knowledge and skills that we already have to create online courses
1: lindsay welcome into the podcast thank you so much i'm so excited to be here and chat
0: yes me too so can you tell our listeners more about yourself who you are and what you do
1: Sure. So I'm Lindsay Bowden. I am part of Meet the Bowdens, which is a company I run with my husband. I'm the face and the voice. And then my husband does all the back end books, all that stuff I don't want to do. So that worked out. (laughs) Um, And we help families, a lot of moms create their own online course. So um, I'm actually a former high school math teacher. I taught for eight years and I got into online courses when I created an online course for math teachers back in 2019. Um, I taught math teachers how to create resources for their classroom. And from that one course, I was able to quit my teaching job, retire my husband from his corporate accounting job. And um, yeah, now we both work from home. We hang out with our three-year-old and it's awesome.
0: That is awesome. Now, how scary was that for you when you kind of hit that pivot point in life? Like, okay, like this is going to happen. Like, I really enjoy doing this. Like, how did you navigate that?
1: Yeah, it didn't all happen at once. I definitely was taking it, you know, one day at a time. I didn't realize when I quit my teaching job that I wouldn't be going back. My goal was to stay home for one year with my baby because I was pregnant at the time when I, when I left the classroom and after my first big launch, I had a five figure launch and I really thought to myself, okay, I, I think that I can make this a full-time career. So, um, You know, it really didn't feel real until my husband quit his job. And I'm like, wow, is this really our life now? (laughs) I didn't realize all this was possible from an online course. So um, sometimes it still doesn't feel real, to be honest. (laughs) Oh, my
0: gosh. Absolutely. So as moms, we really possess a lot of skills and knowledge already within us that a lot of times we don't even realize the potential that we have. So what have you found has helped you as a mom and a course creator? How does that work together?
1: Yeah, so you are exactly right. I mean, I I feel like pretty much anyone has some type of topic that they could create a course about. And because especially as moms, we do have so many life experiences, so much knowledge. Um, I, I actually see a lot of moms creating courses for other moms, Maybe, you know, helping a baby sleep through the night or navigating the terrible twos and threes, which I'm dealing with right now, Um, you know, picky eaters. I mean, there's so many things that we already do on a daily basis that we could help others with. And as far as, you know, kind of being a work from home mama, I really feel like my job gives me a lot of freedom to, to put my family first, which is what I wanted in the first place.
0: And I think that's what so many of us are striving for. It's just that flexibility and freedom that being a business owner provides for us. And, you know, it's not that it's you wake up one day and you're a bajillionaire. It it takes a lot of hard work. So how do you manage the juggle of being a mom working from home? How do you navigate day to day life?
1: Yeah, I really um, I've struggled with this, actually, and I got it wrong for a long time. Um, when I first started, I was working a ton. I always hear people say, you know, I quit my nine to five so I could work 24 seven. And that's what I was doing. Um, I was working every single nap time. I was getting up before my daughter got up. I was staying up way past my bedtime way after she went to bed. And, you know, I, I was probably doing all the things when I should have just been doing a few things that were going to move my business forward. So now I feel like I do have a good balance where, I schedule my business around my family. So if my daughter has something at preschool or you know, she wants to go to the park or you know, whatever comes up with family life, I put that first and then I fit in my business around that. And that has really made a huge difference. It, it really makes me feel like I' have finally achieved what I wanted to have all along, which is more family time, more freedom, like you were saying. Exactly, exactly. And I
0: think that's something we all struggle with.
1: as business
0: owners when we're first starting. So I appreciate you sharing that with us and your vulnerability because it's something I struggled with too. And I went from such a structured job to all of a sudden like, all right, now what? And yeah, if you're not intentional about it, you will work 24 seven. So knowing that and really, like you said, designing it around your life and being intentional about it and just not wasting time on those trivial little things that you don't need to be doing. A lot of times we actually put off what we should be doing that would move the needle forward. Yep. At least, I mean, I did when I first started.
1: Right? Yes, totally, totally. Maybe, yes. you know, like spend an hour playing around on Canva making an Instagram graphic <laughs> when <laughs> I see you know, emailing my list or doing something a lot more productive. So absolutely.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So for the moms out there that are like, okay, this online course thing sounds kind of intriguing. I have an idea. Where do you you advise that they start when they have this core idea?
1: What's next? Yeah. So if you already have an idea, first of all, you want to make sure that, you know, it's going to be profitable for you. And you want to make sure that whatever result you're going to give your customers is a transformation. It's measurable because sometimes I hear not just moms, but any kind of newbie course creator, they'll say, all right, I want to help someone feel more confident or I want to help someone um, feel good in their own skin. And what does that really mean? So, you know, if you have a really good idea, make sure you refine it so that you're giving someone a transformation that is measurable And then from there, the best next step is to start an email list, because that is how you build your future list of customers.
0: Yes. So many times I think email lists are overlooked and people forget Mm. about the power of email Mm. marketing. So what ways have you found that email marketing has benefited you over just people that are relying on social media for their reach?
1: Oh, I mean, I feel like all of my success is because of my email list. I, I can determine how many people are going to purchase my course based on the people on my email list. Whereas, um, you know, with social media, someone may see my post, someone may not see my post, and I really have no control over that. But my email list, if I am building it the correct way and getting the right people on my list, Um, If I have good open rates and people want to learn from me, then I can really determine, okay, well, I think about 5% of my email list is going to buy. It can help me predict my income, which is great as a business owner. It doesn't feel so scary. Exactly, because I think that's
0: something we all struggle with. Is like, okay, well, how how can I control who's going to buy when? But with that, you can actually see those that data and those analytics, and it's it's really interesting too when you start to dive into it and find out, like, oh, okay, this many people are actually opening it. This many people never open it. You know, am I ending up in their spam or? Yeah. You know, it, with social media, you don't know that, and right? I've seen so many accounts that I know that have been hacked or taken over or, you know, duplicate accounts created. And it's just email lists. You actually own that. Whereas I think a lot of people don't realize with social media, you don't actually own those lists.
1: Right. It could get shut down tomorrow and there's really nothing you can do.
0: (laughs) And that's scary, right? You know, you have,
1: you know, all these thousands
0: of followers yet you know, even the organic reach on social media is pretty darn low unless, you know, you're paying to play with those ads. And right. even then, how do you really know? So I am a huge advocate as well for email marketing. Now, how do you advise moms to start building their lists? Like What kind of opt-ins do you find that are, are high converting for you that get people to be like, oh yeah, I want to get get on her list. I want to know what she has to say.
1: Yeah. There are so many options for a good opt-in, but um, PDF guides always do well. Checklists, templates, um, and pretty much all of those you can create for free inside of Canva, which is just a free graphic design tool. I use it for everything in my business. And to really know what topic to create your lead magnet on, I recommend doing market research. I love Facebook groups. Mom's Facebook groups are amazing for market research. You can get in there and search different questions like what is, or I need help with and kind of see what the results are and then create a lead magnet that answers that question. So, you know, it's something that people want.
0: Oh my gosh, that is such great advice. And I think a lot of times people skip over. The market research step because we think we know what our ideal client wants but what we think and what they actually are searching for and the questions they're asking may be two separate things but by creating that resource you're becoming the person that they go to you're becoming the authority so that right there if you do not take anything else away from this episode take that you know start your email list, start somewhere, create an opt-in. Canva is amazing for that. Even the free version of Canva is so robust that people often discount it. They're like, oh, Canva, I don't know. I use it for everything too. And it just, (laughs) you template things out and it saves you so much time, which as moms, we're busy. We don't have the time to just be, you know, sitting, creating graphics all day. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So once the email list gets built, what would be the next step in launching a course?
1: Or yeah, so normally I, um, I tell my customers, my students in my course to create an outline and really think about where their customer is now and where they want them to be after the course and then fill in the steps. And then once they get their outline created, create one or two modules and then beta launch it. So you're not creating the whole course. You're not, you know, spending a ton of time. You're just kind of putting feelers out there, see if people purchase the beta launch. And then the great thing about that is your beta members can help you finish out the rest of the course because you're getting feedback in real time. Um, I love beta launches. And, And then your beta members become like your super fans because you've taken such good care of them.
0: Exactly. Oh my gosh, I love that. And I think that's a very foreign concept for a lot of people listening right now that you're not creating the whole course mm-hmm. before you sell it. You're just creating those first one or two modules and then doing a beta launch. Right. How did you get over that? Did you have some apprehension the first time you did that? Or were you like, no, I know this is what I have to do, so I'm just going to do it?
1: Oh, absolutely. With my first course, actually, I did not do a beta launch. Um, so, <laughs> It worked out. And I luckily, because I was a teacher and I was kind of dealing with the same problems that my customer was dealing with, it did work out. But with um, my new course where I, you know, my new program where I help people create courses, I definitely did a beta launch and it was a little scary. You know, I was like, what if I get sick or I'm not able to finish the course? Um, But it worked out as long as you give yourself plenty of time and tell your members, you know, this is going to be done in like a month, not tomorrow. (laughs) Um, give them a, a good timeline for when things are going to be done, then it really worked out. And, and your beta members will understand when things come up.
0: Right, exactly. And it's just taking that messy action and just taking the initiative because once everything is there, after you've gone through beta, you can identify, okay, where are the gaps existing? You yes. get that feedback, you get those testimonials. Yes. And that right there makes everything else. It makes your next launch even easier but i i remember the first time i ever launched an online course i'm like what do you mean i don't create it before i sell it (laughs) like are you sure because i'm a very type a planner but what you're describing is is absolute truth so i just i can't preach that enough (laughs) it is scary but it it does work very well It really does. Oh my goodness. Lindsay, this has been a fabulous conversation and you have taught us so much about online courses.
1: Where can we learn more? Yeah, so I am on Instagram at Bowdens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a free list of profitable online course ideas. that has over a hundred ideas um, and you can grab that at meettheboudens.com slash list.
0: Awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Lindsay. And be sure to check the show notes for the link to that freebie. So Lindsay, thank you again for taking time out of your busy
1: schedule to share your
0: value with our listeners.
1: Thanks, Amy. This was fun.
0: Absolutely. And until next time, mamas, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode.